Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Future Brew right here on maizeandbrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon. Steven Asantoski is off this week. He has been uh, tasked with all of the videos that will be on our YouTube page. So uh, if you haven't already subscribed or checked out Steven's work there, go do so. Uh, so he is going to be busy doing that. But today, as always, I've got my boy, my partner in crime, John Simmons, today. Always ecstatic to have you on the podcast with me. John, how you doing? Uh, better than the Big Ten and uh, the NCAA <laughs> tournament so far. So get that for me. Uh, I would hope that you're doing better than the Big Ten uh, in, in the tournament because it's been pretty brutal outside of a couple um, weird runs like Rutgers. That was kind of out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I had Rutgers losing the first round in my bracket. Um, so I did not expect them to continue. But you know what? That's March and it's March Madness. So uh, it happens. So glad to hear that you're doing doing well. Um We'll see how Michigan continues to do here, uh, trying to record this right up before the LSU game. So um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't uh, jinx that by any means. So uh, <laughs> if they lose, it's probably my fault. Uh, it usually is. So today we are going to stick with Michigan football recruiting, though, per usual. And the visits are starting to line up here in Ann Arbor. It's been a long time since visits have been consistently lined up because of the pandemic. But, John, it is so nice to hear uh, that we're kind of finally seeing a light at the end of the tunnel here in this pandemic, more and more prospects being able to set up visits. And that's exactly what's happening here. So let's start with a prospect who visited already this past weekend. And uh, Michigan took in an unofficial, this is one of the self-guided visits, obviously not an official visit yet because of that uh, dead period still going on. Uh, so this was, again, an unofficial self-guided visit from Miles Pollard, who is a 6'2", 185, three-star cornerback uh, in this 2022 class. The 24-7 Sports Composite has him as the number 38 overall corner and the number 420 overall player in this recruiting cycle. Uh, still a bit underrated. I think he'll end up uh, going a bit higher there. Um, but he wasn't in Michigan just for this visit uh, to uh, Michigan's campus. He was in the state for the Rising Stars Midnight Madness Camp, um, which uh, the Michigan insider Sam Webb was at. And uh, uh, Pollard drew rave reviews from him saying that he was underrated, has, uh, quote, great hips with exceptional burst. And really, one of the only downsides to him is that he just needs to get stronger. Obviously, um, he's going to have a lot of time to do that before he gets to Ann Arbor, and he'll have a lot of time to do it if he ends up committing and goes into the uh, strength and conditioning program at U of M. Obviously, Mo Linguist has been uh, recruiting him really hard, like a lot of the other talented players in the state of Tennessee. But Linguist hasn't been the only one going after him. Uh, on the Wolverine side of things because he went to the same high school as a current Michigan linebacker, junior Colson. So obviously he is in his ear as well. And Will Johnson, Michigan's five-star corner in this 22 class uh, is also in his ear and played a small part of Pollard's time in Ann Arbor. Uh, Will Johnson and his dad uh, grabbed dinner with the Pollard family 
Uh, which John, I, I want to hit on first because I think that is a really underrated recruiting tactic to play right now. If you're Michigan, just given that the coaches uh, cannot have any contact with him until the dead period is over, which fingers crossed ends in a couple months here. Uh, but how far do you think, John, uh, that the little things like this go in recruiting in general, but more uh, with the impact of Pollard in this recruitment? Yeah, I think with Pollard here, I think it's going to help a lot. I think, he, like you said, he's got teammates on Michigan, a teammate on Michigan's roster already. He's building relationships with the current commits. I think it's going to be helpful uh, when he's, you know, deciding these schools because, uh, you know, I think some of the other contenders like Washington or Oklahoma are a little bit farther away from his home. And um, it's not like Michigan's next door or anything, but I think it, it kind of gives it that home feeling and just makes the pull a little bit stronger towards Michigan. Um, you know, if he has guys in all corners, always talking up the Wolverines to him, I think that just kind of has, you know, a, a subliminal effect and, and can uh, always raise the, their profile in his mind. Um, so I think the comfort level will definitely be uh, high with Michigan. It's great that he was able to get on campus. Um, Michigan is fortunate that, uh, they had that camp in Detroit, and it's also great that he got to get dinner with not just Will, but also Dion Johnson, Will's father, who has been running these camps for years as part of Sound Mind, Sound Body. Like he knows what he's doing in the football world, the amateur football world as well. So I think that uh, is helpful too, and could definitely uh, is a good resource to have uh, in terms of the when the Pollards are looking at you know how to approach their recruitment and things like that. I think he can give a lot of advice too. So uh, I think Michigan's could be the leader right now. Um, if not, they're in the top three at least. But I think uh, it's not crazy to think that, that they're leading right now, given all those connections and how hard the, the new staff's been going after. I think he feels really, really wanted at Michigan, which is huge. Yeah, I, I would imagine that he feels very wanted by Michigan as well. If you've got Mo Linguist and Junior Colson and Will Johnson and Will Johnson's father, all in his ear. And I'm sure that there are other guys at Michigan that are recruiting him as well. I would imagine Ron Bellamy is probably throwing in his, uh, his weight in this recruitment as well. But yeah, I would imagine that Pollard is, is feeling pretty welcome uh, in Ann Arbor and that he would definitely have a spot uh, for him in this recruiting class. Um, uh, you had mentioned Oklahoma and Washington, uh, obviously Michigan being uh, a part of the a top six with those two schools, as well as Kentucky, Virginia Tech, and Tennessee. Um, I would venture to say that they're probably somewhere in that top three as well. I would agree with you there, John. Uh, Kentucky seems like uh, it's it's more about relationships than anything. Obviously, the uh, development there uh, at cornerback, uh, obviously Michigan and, and schools like Washington and Oklahoma, even Virginia Tech with uh, Caleb Fairley coming out. Uh, more than likely being a first round pick this year. And then you throw in Tennessee, the in-state school, they're going through everything that they're going through. Perhaps, um, perhaps he wants to be the uh, a home state savior there. Who knows? But if you've already got two players from Tennessee on your roster, if you're Michigan in the 22 class, then you would imagine that that would also uh, play a factor in potentially getting Pollard to commit to Michigan as well. Um, John, in your opinion, if, uh, if, if it sounds like this may wrap up in the next few months here, so let's just say that 
Pollard ends up taking another visit. It comes to this uh, official visit weekend that we'll, we'll talk about here in a minute. But if it wraps up here in the next few months, do you think that that has any effect on Michigan continuing to recruit a, a guy like Damani Jackson, five-star corner, still committed to USC as of now? Obviously, Michigan's probably still going after him at this time. Uh, I would imagine Will Johnson's probably still uh, messaging him in his ear, too. Do you think that that would have any impact? Because at that point, you would have three corners committed in the class. Uh, but I, I would imagine that uh, if you're Michigan, you would probably save room for him no matter what. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Michigan's ever going to turn Damani Jackson down. If he wants to come, they're going to make the room for him. I think it could be uh, get tight for guys like maybe Jaden Gould, who has been uh, always talking about Michigan a lot, but hasn't uh, committed yet. I think he's, he, I know he, I saw he has a, an official scheduled for USC in June. Um, I think he's yet to uh, schedule one of Michigan, but I do expect him to get one. Um, But I think if he decides to team up with Damani at USC, then uh, I think Michigan would be okay if they got Pollard. Um, but I think it's, yeah, Jackson is going to be the headliner. They're going to get, go after him no matter what, but I think those second tier guys, uh, are, are going to be more likely to get squeezed out of the spot. Let's talk about another highly recruited defensive player on Michigan's board in 22, really on everybody's board in 22. He's the number two overall recruit. He is set to visit Ann Arbor, uh, sometime this summer as well, or actually, you know what? I think it's, uh, this upcoming week is uh, Walter Nolan, five-star defensive lineman. Um, Yeah, he's going to be on on Michigan's campus this upcoming weekend uh, with his family, which is, uh, in my opinion, John, a very big development given that his top 10 list is just filled with blue blood programs. Obviously, Michigan is involved there as well, much like uh, the the likes of Ohio State and Alabama. I mean, all of these top schools that you would imagine. Walter Nolan is drawing interest from those schools. So given the fact that he's going to be on Michigan's campus, again, not an official visit just because of this recruiting dead period that continues to wage on here, but Michigan really seems to be in it here. And I would imagine probably in the upper half of his top 10 list, John, um, in your opinion, what helped Michigan get there? Because it didn't really seem like the Wolverines had much of a chance until pretty recent yeah I think it's just Michigan's defensive staff being willing to take that home run swing I think uh, Mo Linguist is leading the charge here he does a lot of connections with that Memphis uh, area you know getting Cody Jones out of there already and I think uh, he no one knows Jones from playing with him and in certain leagues and things like that so I think um, that's the familiarity there um Sean Nua being able to go after these big 300 pounders helps a lot too. So I think it's just the, the new energy and the, the willingness to go after these top guys um, and battle the SEC for someone, you know, in the, the heart of the South. So I think uh, he's responding really well to that. Um, I think he likes the, the amount of guys that Michigan's put in the draft, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm sure uh, Mike McDonald's doing a good job of pitching in the system um, that he's planning to run at Michigan and uh, can see himself as a fit there. Yeah, it seems like everybody is really in on Walter Nolan from the Wolverine side of things. 
You got Sean Nua, Mike McDonald. Uh, you mentioned Mo Linguist. It, it sounds like Ron Bellamy is going to play a pretty big role in, uh, in in this recruitment as well for Walter Nolan. So if you've got that many guys uh, from the coaching staff in on just one player, you would imagine that he probably feels the love uh, from the Michigan side of things and ultimately probably why he wants to check out Michigan. And I believe he may have family in the area as well. So that may be a, a little feather in Michigan's cap, so to speak. Um, Michigan's going to be looking to really solidify the defensive line in this recruiting class here. Uh, they're going to need it, especially along the interior. Do you see him fitting in along the interior in this 3-4 defense that we expect Mike McDonald to roll out there, John? How, how do you expect him uh, to fit into Michigan if he ends up uh, becoming a Wolverine? Yeah, it's interesting. He's listed at 6'4", 300, but on his, uh, his junior film, he plays a lot of defensive end, um, but he's just so quick that he can at 300 pounds. You know, a guy his size playing defensive edge is, is pretty rare, and especially with that that burst um, off the line. So I think he would be pretty incredible as a nose tackle. Um, he could be a rare defensive tackle to, you know, slot in right away and play significant snaps as a freshman, which uh, most linemen on either side of the ball uh, usually struggle to do. But I think he could definitely adjust really well, and that's why he's the number two player in the country. Just a guy with that size and speed uh, doesn't come around – uh, very often. And I think going against uh, the interior, being able to two gap and blow up uh, the, the middle of the line and take on multiple blockers is going to be huge. And I think that's going to be where he's, he's best served, but uh, if they wanted, I think they could also kick him out to a defensive end spot um, easily if, if um, they wanted to switch up their package. Yeah, probably kind of be like a, like a Rashawn Gary played D tackle coming out of high school, but then kind of just move all over the place. He really does have that speed and that burst. There were some videos floating around on Twitter this past weekend of him at a camp. And I don't know if you saw these, John, but Oh my God. I mean, it was, it, it was just wild to see this happen. Um, you know, obviously uh, the coaches are salivating at that for sure. Um, any prospect that moves like that at his size Six four three hundred. It's uh, they're going to be landing a, a good player, uh, whoever ends up getting them. So, so we'll we'll definitely keep everybody posted on how that visit goes. Um, again, an unofficial self guided visit. So that's uh, even more telling, in my opinion, that they're paying out of pocket to have him go to Ann Arbor and check things out, um, which will definitely be interesting. And side note here, I, it doesn't sound like Will Johnson's going to be a factor for this visit as he was for the Pollard visit this past weekend. It sounds like uh, he's got plans to go to a camp uh, somewhere out of state. So uh, if anything changes, we'll obviously uh, uh, update all of that. Um, but I believe um, it is now time to talk about our latest sponsor here on Maze and Brew podcast. And that is Homefield which is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. And not only is their stuff comfy, but it is officially licensed gear. So they really don't screw around when it comes to these designs because the team over at home field, this is really what makes this awesome is that they study every school's history, traditions, and legacies to create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. So if they were trying to base a design off Michigan State uh, recency bias, it would be that they're out uh, by the first weekend uh, of the tournament in March Madness. But regardless of that, Homefield has some amazing original Michigan designs that you will not find anywhere else, from T-shirts to crewnecks 
They've got it all to keep you cozy. And if you are looking for some of that vintage apparel, look no further than Homefield. Use that promo code that I've been telling you guys about for several months now. And that is MNB, as in Maize and Brew. And you'll get 20% off your whole first order. Again, promo code MNB. Use that at checkout. Get 20% off your first order. Go over to homefieldapparel.com and use that code today. All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. We are back. We are going to wrap up today's podcast, uh, kind of just expanding a little bit on these visits that are being set here. And Michigan typically hosts a couple big recruiting events each year. One is in July for the barbecue at the big house. That's a tradition that Rich Rod actually set back when he was in Ann Arbor and it continued with Brady Hoke. And now it has continued with Jim Harbaugh. So I would anticipate that potentially being on the docket this summer, especially given that they usually have a big recruiting event in mid to late June. And this year, it sounds like they've already kind of set that up. They're calling it Victor's Weekend. It's going to be from June 18th to June 20th. And visitors are already beginning to line up for this event. And let's talk about one guy, John, uh, that has, uh, uh, just like Walter Nolan, among one of the top defensive linemen on the board for Michigan in the 22 class, and that is Justice Finkley. He is a four-star from the state of Alabama. He has set his official visit for this, uh, what they're calling Victor's Weekend in June, from June 18th to the 20th. Uh, On 24-7's composite, he is the number six player in his state, number seven strong side defensive end, and number 130th overall player in that class. He is listed at 6'2", I'm sorry, 255, 225 would not be good, Uh, 6'2", 255, Uh, which in my opinion, John could probably be an outside linebacker in this new defense that we expect Mike McDonald to roll out a potential to be an edge rusher in a four, three base defense, Uh, especially given the comparison that they've already made to him, which is a Matt Judon. Uh, So they clearly think pretty highly of him as a prospect. If they're throwing that name out there, Uh, I believe John, that this will be, the first time that he's been in Ann Arbor, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so that would be a, a pretty big step here in this recruitment. So John, he also plans to visit schools like Stanford, Alabama, Texas, Oregon, Florida, LSU, Colorado's also been on him pretty hard. So these schools are all over the country. Distance is clearly not a factor for him. This is not a typical recruitment that you would see from a prospect in Alabama. So where do you think things stand today? Because I think Michigan's among the top schools in this one. And where do you think things could end up going if Michigan ends up knocking this visit out of the park like they typically do uh, with these official visits? Yeah, I think this is uh, this recruitment is going to be similar to Walter Nolan, where uh, Michigan is kind of perceived not to really have a shot until the recruitment keeps going and all of a sudden they're one of the last few schools left and it really looks like he could end up in Ann Arbor just because, you know, he's from Alabama, has the, the Alabama offer, and I certainly think it's committable. Um, so I think that's uh, one of the hardest things to do is pull a guy out of Alabama who Nick Saban wants to come to his school. Um, so that'll be tough to do, but th- this will be his second visit. He, he did take a visit, uh, an unofficial for – the Ohio State game in 2019. So he's had interest for a long time. And I know he really connects with uh, Ashawn Larkins, which is uh, one of the Michigan's analysts who filled in, you know, the on-field 
coaching role at safeties for Bob Shoup this past season. Um, and his family really likes Larkins. So I think he's been a big factor uh, in this recruitment. And uh, uh, of course, I think Mike McDonald comparing to Matt Judon is a good uh, tactic, uh, definitely makes him feel wanted. Um, although I think a lot of people think he would be best uh, with his hand at the ground as a defensive end, but it really speaks to his versatility. And I know uh, at in, when he was in Baltimore, um, McDonald had a lot of bigger guys as his uh, outside linebackers, uh, you know, bigger than a traditional three, four. So he certainly has the tape that he could show Finkley to back up his, assert, his assertion and uh, uh, show him what he wants and give him that vision of what he could do in the winged helmet. So uh, I think have, barring a, a really good official visit, Michigan will, will be in this race for a while. Um, you know, he does have, he did list a lot of schools that he wants to visit. So this, it seems to me that this recruitment may take a while, but taking official visits in June does indicate that he, he may not want to take it all the way to signing day. Yeah. I wouldn't anticipate that if he's wanting to get kind of get things out of the way, especially with all of these uh, top programs that are vying for him, like Alabama, Texas, Oregon, and then he's got the, the Stanford offer, and it sounds like he's very interested in what Stanford has to offer as well on the academic side of things. You would anticipate that Michigan would also be uh, among the top schools here in this recruitment moving forward as well. So, yeah, I, I would say I would venture to say that Michigan's probably somewhere in the top five ish as of right now, if things go really well with this official visit that he's got planned in June, I would imagine that they could end up shooting up. We will certainly see, but again, this is not a typical recruitment that you would see from a prospect out of the state of Alabama, especially someone of his ranking being number 130 overall on the composite. Most of those guys, it's usually just, okay, I'll go to Alabama or I'll go to Auburn. And that's usually it. This one, this is going to be one where he, it sounds like he's really, really going to think long and hard about it uh, strategically from an academic standpoint and from an on the field standpoint too. Uh, it sounds like everything's really going to uh, be factored in here, uh, which is definitely good news for Michigan because um, most of these guys down in Alabama and, and Louisiana, Mississippi, I mean, it's just sec and it's done, but this one is definitely going to be different. So uh, it definitely cross your fingers for eventual good news here. But I think the fact that, and I, I appreciate you correcting me on him already visiting uh, for the Ohio state game a couple of years ago. So obviously that's already great to get him back up is uh, great news as well. Uh, just given that he already had that interest and he continues to have that interest two years later, I, I think really speaks volumes, especially after the defensive coaching staff turnover that I, that's big right there in and of itself. Um, so really goes to show how interested he is in Michigan from uh, the school standpoint, uh, the on the field standpoint, uh, Michigan has a lot going for him in this recruitment. It sounds like, like you said, with uh, Larkins and everybody in his ear, it really sounds like there's a lot going uh, in Michigan's way in this recruitment. So, uh, John, did you have any, any other final thoughts on, on Finkley? I really like this guy as a prospect, uh, quite honestly. I think he could fit in anywhere. He's super versatile. Yeah, I think based on uh, how badly he's wanted by a lot of schools, he could even be underranked so far at 130th, which is saying something. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think his ability to play defensive end or outside linebacker just as an edge guy is going to be 
uh, really strong. He's just so powerful on watching his film. He just knocks guys over easily. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Yeah, if you haven't watched film on that guy, uh, definitely go do so. He, it, it's, it's fun. And, and I agree. I think he is slightly underrated. I would imagine that he would probably get a, a rankings boost at some point, albeit probably not a huge one, but nonetheless, I, I do think 130 is, is a bit low. Uh, for him. So uh, let's move on to another prospect planning on being in Ann Arbor this summer. And this one was a bit of a surprise to me when I saw this over the weekend, John, because he tweeted this out uh, that he would be officially visiting uh, this June. And that is four-star running back Nicholas Singleton, also from the 22 class. He's a top 100 player from the state of Pennsylvania and is really a guy that Mike Hart is going really hard after in this class so far, Singleton, he stands a six feet tall, weighs 210 pounds. He's number 98 overall on the composite, the number five overall running back. So he is, again, another heavily wanted guy, but uh, he won't be on campus the same weekend as Finkley. He, it's going to be the week after, which is June 25th until the 27th. So he will be officially visiting that weekend. He plans on visiting Notre Dame the weekend of that uh, Victor's weekend. So Again, this is all tentative. Uh, would be nice for him to get uh, to Michigan on that Victor's weekend just because you would anticipate a lot of other prospects being there that weekend. But we'll see if anything changes. But tentatively, Michigan on the 27th, Notre Dame on the 18th, and then plans on officially visiting Wisconsin June 4th, and then Penn State the weekend after that. So his June uh, every weekend seemingly is just going to be visiting a college uh, of some sort. So, uh, John, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is also, uh, unlike Finkley, this will be Singleton's first time on campus. Uh, so, again, is going to be a big step forward in this recruitment for Michigan because for a while it didn't really seem like Michigan was really, really in on this recruitment. They had the offer a while back, and they've been communicating with him, but – there wasn't really a whole lot out there, but lining up an official visit really goes to show how interested he is in the program and where things are headed on the recruiting trail with these new assistant coaches in general. So again, I, I want to get your reaction on Singleton uh, locking in an official visit to Michigan. Cause I, I honestly didn't really see this one coming. Well, I hate to say it, but Singleton has visited <laughs> too before, <laughs> Uh, which is not a bad thing in terms of Michigan. But no, no, yes. not at all. If anything, it's a, a very good thing. Yes, he was on campus at the end of January 2020. So one of the last times he, uh, he's, Michigan had visitors, he was there. And that's when he got his offer uh, there. He was offered on the same day. Um, so he's been up to campus before. Um, you know, you can tell from his visits that he's wanting to stay in the Midwest. Um, and you know, in 2018 and 19, Michigan had these, or 19, yeah, um, had these big visit weekends ever since they allowed official visits in the spring. Um, they've always had them at the, in the last weekend of June, which is the last chance uh, players have to take these visits, these visits, which I always thought was smart because, you know, it, it gives Michigan the, the last impression yeah. um, before they have to uh, go back into a dead period. And so I like that Michigan's going to get the, the fourth and final visit here um, before he makes a decision. It, it gives them the chance to, to make a big push for him. Um, so that, that's good uh, strategy in terms of Michigan's 
visit schedule. And I think Mike Hart uh, likes to keep his, his recruiting board compact and it may be a little bit uh, secretive since he didn't, since we didn't really know that Singleton was still yeah. you know, a top target, you know, everyone thought uh, maybe Jabran Payne would be one of the big guys to keep going, but Mike Hart didn't uh, really recruit him much after he got here. So um, they're kind of upgrading here to Singleton. There's a top hundred guy. Uh, I think Penn State's going to be a tough one to beat after they had a pretty off year in recruiting in the class of 2021. They've really picked things up, especially in state uh, for yeah. that 2022 class. And there's a lot of good guys in Pennsylvania this year. Um, so, and, you know, they have a rich tradition of, of running backs, especially lately with Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders in the NFL right now. So they, they have a really good pitch and that, that's the one crystal ball for him right now is for Penn state. But uh, I think Michigan is, has a chance to, to turn the tides here. I don't know when he's planning and deciding, I guess over the summer, if he's taking all his visits early, but uh, we'll see. I think Mike Hart uh, really has a chance to, to notch his first uh, victory at Michigan uh, if, if he gets Singleton to commit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And he's definitely a prospect that Mike Hart should be going after just because uh, he, he attended the opening finals there uh, in June of 19 and ran a 4.5940 and uh, shuttle time of 4.08. So he, he's pretty quick there. And that was just a, a year and a half ago that uh, almost two years ago now that uh, those numbers were verified. So I would imagine that they'd probably be better at this point. And that loan prediction coming from Brian Doan, the Northeast guy, about a year and a half ago. And there haven't been any picks since then. So at this point, I would consider this one an open race. I, I think I agree with you. I think Michigan getting that final official visit there at the end of June, I think it does help their chances just to have uh, that be the final campus that he sees, at least tentatively, unless he plans something else after that, because he will have one more official to use uh, if he wants to. Uh, but at that point, uh, tentatively speaking, it, it sounds uh, pretty good for Michigan's chances there. I would imagine that that would help as well. Uh, definitely a prospect that uh, Michigan would like to see uh, commit. He's definitely a good player. Uh, so we'll have to just uh, uh, keep everybody posted, keep our eyes peeled on this one um, in, in regards to uh, the Singleton recruitment. So uh, I, John, I would anticipate a lot more prospects will be lining up their visits for this uh, Victor's weekend from June 18th to 20th. And I would imagine that we'll probably be talking a lot more uh, about these guys who end up uh, giving their visits uh, officially official visits. It's finally official visits, John. Uh, it feels like it's been too long since we've uh, really talked or wrote about official visit weekends and who to expect on campus. And it, it's just, it, it's just such a fresh breath of air that we get to talk and write about it. I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I'm certainly excited to continue to see how things go with, with visits and to see if anything really changes with the uh, on-campus visit experience. I, I would imagine that with COVID, you probably have to you know, keep your distance and, and limit the things that you can do. But at the very least, it's tentatively speaking, it's good that they're going to at least be able to get these guys on campus. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Uh, I think it's been it's been so long since guys have been able to, to be in contact with the coaches. And, uh, you know, I think the, the rumblings when the, the dead period was extended this last time to the end of May were that this was going to be the, the final one yeah. um, before they're allowed to, to visit again. And there are even talks that 
um, they could open up the, the summer to more visits or contact periods to make up for that lost time. So we could be in for, for a busy summer, which um, I'm certainly welcoming to, to have lots of guys on campus. I'm welcoming it as well. Uh, the busier, the better, especially for Michigan's chances on the recruiting trail. I'm certainly pumped to see how this all goes. Uh, so we'll keep everybody posted uh, for how it goes. So uh, that is all the time we have today. Appreciate you all listening. John, I appreciate you hopping on per usual, and we hope to get Stephen back next week. Uh, hopefully he doesn't have too many videos to do <laughs> this week or uh, next week, but we'll hope to have him back at some point soon. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where you at, my buddy? At Simmons underscore John. Follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And I've already mentioned it, but Steven's work on the YouTube page to search Maze and Brew. Check it all out. Busting out videos left and right. Basketball, hockey, it's all going on. So uh, give that uh, a follow if you haven't already. And be sure to subscribe. Give us five-star reviews on all our podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, for John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Blue.